You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Friday indeed, Doug Carr, Scott Anderson. How was your Thursday night? Uh, it was uh, busy. Yeah. We started off at the at the lodge at Orchard Lake, uh, Sylvan Lake, I guess, technically, uh, on Orchard Lake Road mm-hmm. um, for the annual... Uh, Killer's Christmas in honor of Tom Kowalski. A, a bunch of uh, really, really fine charities benefit from this, and it's, I'm guessing, raised well over a hundred thousand dollars again last night. Um, so, which is awesome. Uh, I'm sure we'll get a total either later today or maybe the next week. I'm not sure, but that was, was a lot of fun doing some bartending out there. Met a lot of listeners and a lot of people, big fans of the show. Um, so that's fun. I, you know me, Doug. I like to mix drinks. Yes. I, like to, I like to make some drinks. Although I didn't really mix anything. I had nothing nothing was difficult. It was, you know, What'd hey, you get? vodka sodas. I had a couple of those and I had a couple of vodka cranberries and a gin and tonic and then a lot of beer. Okay. And taps can be temperamental sometimes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. I feel like I'm, I'm wasting beer sometimes. But regardless, good event. You Great event. Uh, a lot of fun. You don't want uh, to waste any beer. No, That's you know me. Sure. I hate wasting beer. Yep. I um, waste anything. Right. Then I came home and uh, watched a little bit of the Pistons. That was a surprise. Yeah. Um, and then I watched The Journey. Oh. Don't say oh. Don't say oh. You, my friend, are a superstar. You are a superstar now. The Journey focused on the Michigan-Ohio State game, and then they had, among all the little vignettes they do, one of them was one of the storylines was on uh, you know the the changing of the guard of the uh, the radio play by play stuff and I thought it was great you know and it's really is amazing when you think of it that you're the fourth voice in a, in, in my lifetime yep. <laughs> to do Michigan football and that's that's pretty cool it's an honor and I know how much it means to you so I think th- that was really cool to see um, seeing your son in the background <laughs> at at Ohio State fist pumping. That whole thing, that was great. Uh, and, and The Journey is an awesome show. It's an unbelievable – they do an incredible job. And they did it once again. Damn it. They made you I, – I can't root against guys like C.J. Stroud and Cameron, Cameron Babb is like – if you're not rooting for Cameron Babb, then you're just not alive. That's four four ACLs if you were counting at home, and then he finally caught got into a game and caught a touchdown pass for Ohio State. And – the fact that he was a captain and all that. I mean, it's just a, it's I a wish great I, touching story. I wish I'd known that story before watching him catch that touchdown live because I, I watched him catch it live and I was like, wow, they're really celebrating with this guy. This must mean something. And the announcers just made it, oh, he's been through a lot or something like that. I didn't know it was four ACLs. And when you go through the journey and you see, you know, what he went through and where he came from and all that, it's just, it's a such a great story. And, C.J. Stroud was a great story too. Mm-hmm. Um, they make it, they make you like it, it, you're right, and I feel guilty. <laughs> I feel guilty saying nope, he's off my list. Right. I'm, if I'm drafting, I'm not going to draft C.J. Stroud, and I'm still not going to. But he's he seems like a great kid, and another one that you kind of root for. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah, it was, uh, and then that Doug Karsh kid, mm-hmm. you know, kind of root for him too. That that was. Um, I didn't exactly understand that it was going to be that that I was like going to be featured. I thought they were just doing like some background 
on a game and some voices. And then they, when they got done interviewing me, they started asking for pictures. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> uh, and I was like, this interview was a bit long. Well, they did have a picture of you with a birthday cake and yeah. glasses. Yeah. Do you like that? That was something. Yeah, it was like 16. That was, that was awesome. Jake, I looked awesome. Yeah. Is that what it is? That is. Yeah. Um, although I was disappointed that I wasn't asked to do the introduction. Instead, it was Larry Lage from the Associated Press. Yeah. So um, I had nothing to do with that. Larry did a fine job. Sure, but, you had nothing to do with yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of stuff that ended up on the cutting room floor. Like they had a camera crew walk with us from the car up to the booth, which was awkward. Um, <laughs> right, right. You, don't I'm, look at the camera. Just keep just, looking. Yeah, and I'm just walking from the like, parking structure at, at Columbus around the stadium to the to the elevator, up like, the elevator. I'm supposed to flex. I can hold the gut in. <laughs> make sure my – do I have a jutting jaw? Is my jaw jutting enough? <laughs> Does the jaw look strong? Am I oozing masculinity and sex appeal? Yeah. So, look, it. yeah, I thank you. I, no, that was I, I was it, asking myself. Am I oozing – Masculinity and sex appeal. Always, Gator. Always. Yep. Uh, All right. So, look, there's a lot of football on tap this weekend, obviously. The Mozzie Smith story yesterday had a chance to talk to some people involved. And I I know that there's a lot of questions out there. And I can answer many of them, I would imagine, probably not to everyone's satisfaction, but uh, at least give some insight into um, some of what happened, I asked you if you had any questions for people involved, and you texted them to me, so I was able to get answers to some, if not all of those. So, um, like I said, I don't expect it to be to everybody's satisfaction, but you know, maybe it will help with understanding some of what's going on. Like, what what question do you want to lead with? Well, I mean, because I know a lot of because there's more information that has come out um, since I text you some questions so I mean the, the biggest question that I have about it is why was he not taken into custody that morning after he was pulled over for speeding then they realize he doesn't even have a driver's license on him and on top of that he's got a gun in the car that he doesn't have a license for either so those three things combined I'm not sure why you're not taken into custody because it's the gun thing. Look, we've all, I have no, and again, this is nothing against the kid. I, I think he, he seems like a great kid. You get pulled <laughs> over for speeding. I've been pulled over for speeding. Sometimes you get the ticket. Sometimes you don't get the ticket. Cops let you off. That's fine. If I get pulled over for speeding and I don't have my license, I'm in trouble. I'm like, I'm definitely getting the ticket and I'm probably getting another ticket citation because I don't have my driver's license. But if on top of that, You've got a gun in the car, and and you don't have an updated license for it because it had been applied for it and it hadn't arrived yet. I don't understand how you're not just taken into custody at that point when you compare that to, say, the Imani Bates thing, and it was all handled right away and was taken into custody, and that's why they had the quick turnaround with the Imani Bates thing. And you know, the prosecutor said, well, this is different because – he wasn't taken into custody and he wasn't kept, uh, you know, for for a period of time. So that's why this was it dragged on longer. So here is the answer, and this is from a source inside uh, law enforcement familiar with the case. All right, 
Uh, Bates was driving a vehicle not registered to him and had an unregistered firearm under the driver's seat. He was arrested leaving a neighborhood, questionable neighborhood, with no identification on him at all. He was arrested and held in custody, which means the prosecutor will review the case in the morning and will be he will be arraigned in front of a judge in the morning. Smith was arrested but not held in custody. He was released pending authorization of charges. This is how 90% of arrests are handled. Smith would have been booked, fingerprinted, and released, again, like 90% of arrests. If you are arrested and released pending authorization, the paperwork or warrant packet is sent from the police to the prosecutor's office where it sits in a pile until the assistant prosecutors can review the cases and either authorize or deny charges. The actual Wasserdahl County prosecutor only reviews the top 1% of cases. Other than that, they wait in a pile. To be honest, the turnaround from early October until now is pretty fast for a case to get reviewed and authorized. I've had way more serious cases take way longer. There is a difference how Washington County handles these incidents and how Ann Arbor handles them. So that is the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. Again. I, no, I, listen, it, it's just, it's all, it's an unfortunate mess. And it's one that still, at the end of the day, you ask yourself, why is he not been suspended by Michigan? Because he does have a felony charge, regardless of its charge. The charge can be dropped in a week. Yep. Great. Then he's able to play in the CFP. But for right now, he does have a felony charge. I'm just uh, surprised with that. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.